Hello, hello, hello. I trust everyone had a great day. I know I did. Welcome to another episode of PT Political Talk. Here I sit in the great state of Wisconsin, a swing state. You know, I've never lived in a swing state before. You know, growing up in Georgia, but as you can say, maybe, you know, me moving has allowed Georgia to become a swing state. The demographics have changed in the state, which is basically put Georgia in play. And if you see recently, you know, Trump was down in the great city of Macon, Macon, Georgia, campaigning. A Republican in Georgia, two weeks before an election, campaigning? Is Trump in trouble? You know, the question I would ask anybody, have you voted? Are you going to vote? The one thing about Trump that you gotta respect, he pushed this message, and at first, you know, I didn't agree because I have voted by mail living in Colorado. But he pushed this message that voting by mail was so wrong, was so bad. And even in this pandemic, and you know what happened? People showed up at the polls. They waited in line for eight hours. And I think that's something that maybe the Republicans did not expect. You know, I think when we look at the numbers, we look at the numbers. Let's see, I had the numbers. But we look at the numbers on this election. It's just, it's amazing. It out, the way it is, it's outpacing the last election. More than 56 million people have already voted. And that was of, as of the 22nd. I know today I heard 60 million people have voted already. Out of eligible voters, eligible voters, we are at 62%. U.S. Today, the article says it's possible that 85 million people could vote before November 3rd. 85 million. Right now, we're at 60. 85 million people could vote before November 3rd, with 150 million people voting in total. Now, get this straight. When you look at the numbers, 62% of eligible voters would turn out for this election. 62%. 2016, between Trump and Clinton, we were at 60.1%. I mean, think about it. Barack, Barack and John got 61.65%. So it was still you know, possible. We're still up there. But I think this election right now, 62% is outpacing Obama and John McCain's election in 08. I think just... Trump has this fire he's bringing out to people. I mean, either you're for him or against him. And the people that are for Trump, they have to be the most passionate, passionate people on the face of the earth that they are willing to do anything for this man. I know places I go and I, I drive around and I see in these houses, I see Trump signs and it's, you know, it's something I've never seen before. I didn't see it with Bush. By the hands I was living in Virginia, didn't see it with Bush. With Obama, it was underlying. There wasn't Obama signs. It was kind of like you knew an Obama supporter just the way when you talked about Obama, you could look in their eyes and how they how they how they reacted. But with Trump. People are passionate. People would kill for this man, I believe, if he asked them to. 
And if you go back and you say, Mark, why would you say that? Didn't he try his supporters try to do something with that mayor in Michigan? Yes, they did. And as much as Trump wants to deny it, he's rallied those people up as well as he's riled people up to the polls. I think this election night, as much as I look at the polls, you know, I, I, I mean, the polls are meant, are the, the polls hold and they stay true. We could possibly be looking at a Biden landslide. The one thing I heard today, and I kind of agree, just because you have a lot of Republicans who've registered in one state doesn't mean that they're all going to vote Republican. It's like in 2016 when people were saying the Hispanic vote was so high and they automatically assumed that the Hispanic vote was going to go to Clinton. Guess what? Trump won. Those Hispanics broke for Trump. And you might scratch your head. I, I know my buddy does. He says, how can they vote for Trump and the things he said about them, their people, and the wall? And I say, you know what? Hispanics. If you really think about it, they really see themselves in the Republican platform. Family values, small government, conservatism. It's in their culture. They're very family-oriented. And that's what they like. And Trump speaks for them. And if, you, if, if, they, if Biden loses this election... The one thing I will look at, what was the Hispanic vote? How much did Trump get? And I will say this the next day when I come on here. I will say, had Biden listened to Bernie, Bernie had a hold on the Hispanic population. And he warned Biden. He said, you have to do more outreach to the Hispanics. But he didn't. And guess what? I heard they're trying to do it now. Biden, it's too late. It's too late. You should have did it this summer. You should have did it the moment you wrapped up the nomination. That's when you go to those people and you start talking to them and you start saying, this is why you should vote for me. People want you to talk to them, not at them. They don't want to see a flashy ad. They want you to come to them and say, this is why you should support me and not this guy. They want reasoning. They want understanding. They want to be held in a sense. That's what they want. Why do you think Clinton was so successful in 92? I mean, he outworked Bush, but he spoke to the people. He went out there and he earned their votes. I mean, one person made a you know, a reference to Clinton in, tw in 16, and I said, it's, it, I said, when I thought about it, I said, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Biden's playing this a little too safe. And I will say, if he loses this election, I will definitely bring that up. He played it too safe. I would say, Mr. Vice President, I know this pandemic is going on, and it's raging, and we're all scared, and I know we have to worry about your health because of your age, but do you want to sleep at 1600 Pennsylvania Ave Avenue, or do you like living here in Delaware? Do you want to be a footnote on a piece of on a history book? Or do you want to be a page in the history book? Do you want to be President Biden? Because if you just like being vice president, by all means, that's what you like. But this is the time to put this race away.
people are showing up right now to vote because they are passionate. If I'm Trump, I'm, maybe I'm scared. I know if I'm a Trump supporter or even in the Trump campaign, I'm scared because I'm looking at the numbers and I'm, I'm looking at the, the long lines and I'm wondering, are these people passionate about me? Are they passionate about voting against me because they want to see Biden win? What if I always said the media decided who they wanted to win? They won Biden. 16, it was Trump. This year, it's Biden. They want Biden to win. And they're doing everything in their power to help him. My God, we are eight days away from electing the next president of the United States. Do we build back better? Or do we stay the same and make America great again? Promises kept. Promises made, promises kept. It's got to be great being the President of the United States. Donald Trump has kept his word to a sense, and he's done everything he said he was going to do. But is it enough? Is it enough? Is it enough? People are waiting in line. Eight, ten. That's a freaking work shift. Ten hours to vote? Ten hours to vote? That's like going to F and work. You're going to wait in line ten hours to vote? Voting should not be this hard in America. Eligible voters, 62%. This election is what they're projecting. Right now, we're at 60 million people. Tomorrow, we might be at 62 million people have already voted. I know, I plan on voting this week. I'm not going to tell you who I'm going to vote for. If you listen, you might you might get a sense to see who you might know. But people are passionate. And if you're an incumbent, my worry would be, are you passionate for me or against me? If you're passionate for me, I'm smiling because I could possibly win this and win this in a big way. But if you're smiling against me... I could possibly lose this and lose this in a big way. People don't realize Trump has a lot to lose in this election. When people say Trump gave a lot up, he did give a lot up. When you thought of before before Trump decided to run, what you thought of Trump, the name Trump, you thought of luxury. You know, he was almost up there with Lexus and Mercedes, Trump Tower, Trump this, Trump that, and now. His name? It's a laughing stock. Did you know when Bush left office, there were certain countries he could not go to? He could not go to. And I think that's going to be the same aspect of Trump if he loses re-election. His name will be muddled. He'll be labeled a Jimmy Carter. You know. People will say, you know, This is where you went wrong. What I will say, January 22nd, 2017, is where Donald Trump went wrong. He did not expand his base. He didn't. And guess what? It could possibly cost him the election. People are hurting right now. Hurting. 
they don't know which way to go, and so they're going to the polls. They're going to the polls. Are they voting for you or against you? If I'm Trump, I'm nervous. If I lose, you know, there's only been one, you know, and then someone, one of his advisors said he could run again. There's only been one president in American history, the 22nd and the 24th president of the United States to win non-consecutively, Grover Cleveland. But guess what? That was then. Now, I feel like if Trump lost the election, I think the party would move so far away from him. So, And it's almost like the Republicans would have to lose everything. I mean, lose the Senate, lose the state houses, which they don't want to lose because the state houses, this election, election cycle, will allow state legislators to rewrite the map. As much as Democrats talk about how much they they hate gerrymandering, guess what they're going to do? They're going to gerrymander the the map for them for protection for 10 years. You know, do as I say, but not as I do. That's what I would say. It's sad. Very sad. So, as I said, people are hurting. The virus is steady rising again. Some people would say we're in a second string, and we are, and it's sad. And what did the White House say today? What did the White House say today or yesterday? They don't have a cure for it. They don't have a handle on the virus. Think about it. The president and his team are admitting failure. That's amazing. They're saying they don't have a handle on this virus. Do you know, mid... Uh, so, let me take it back. I don't know if anybody ever watches a Ken Burns documentary. He had a documentary on Vietnam. And if I'm correct, I think the year was 1965. There was a letter that came out about the Vietnam War and talked about how the war was... It couldn't be won. The war didn't end to 1971. But in 1965, the United States government knew they couldn't win the war. Six months later, the Trump administration is telling us they cannot win this war. Six months, 222,000 people have died, and now you're telling us you cannot get a handle on the virus? That you're lost? They're just saying, fuck it? Come on. We gotta do better than that. You can get a handle on the, 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 the you can get a handle on this virus. And you might say, well, Mark, how do you get a handle? You get a handle by doing what the doctors say. Pushing face masks, lockdowns to a point, curfews. We're in a bad place right now, and it didn't have to be this way. We, when this is all said and done and we come out of it, we'll never be the same. We will never be the same after this. 
Restaurants aren't going to, mom and pop restaurants won't survive. 25% capacity. If I had a restaurant, your margins are already tight. What's the point of even being open? They can't even wrap their hands around the virus. Right now, they should be pushing face masks. They should replace the committee and put a czar in place and say, we need to tackle this. Trump said he's a wartime president, but the way he's handled this virus, I would hate to go to war with him. You, like I said before, you can't blame Trump for the virus, but all you can do is blame, blame him on how he handled that. 222,000 people have died, and it didn't have to be. And now, after six months, the United States government is finally admitting they can't get a handle on this virus. They've allowed the virus to get out of hand. It's like the blob that blew up. And it's steadily growing and steadily growing. And everybody said, oh, my God, there's the blob. There's the blob. There's the blob. Oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's, we've got it on the show. And right as the blob is taking over the freaking building, they're saying, we don't have a we don't, we don't have a handle on it. Maybe if you would have grabbed it at the freaking beginning, the freaking beginning, we would not be here. But no, you didn't because you wanted to speak happy talk. We don't need happy talk. Leaders give you the truth. Even when you don't want it, they give you the truth. America wants the truth. We're not children. Feed it to us straight. We don't want bullshit. Feed it to us straight. Is it that hard? And you wonder why we're at, we could possibly, this election cycle, be at 62 million eligible voters? 62. It's because of how you've handled this virus, Mr. President. People are passionate. People are pissed. People have family members, like they say, and I honestly believe it, that won't be sitting at their tables on Thanksgiving at Christmas, and it didn't have to be this way. There were people laying on their hospital beds who didn't wear a mask and thought this virus was a hoax because of you. And on their deathbed, know what they said, Mr. President? They said, maybe I should have taken this virus more seriously. Maybe I should have listened to the experts, but I listened to you. We don't want a happy talk, Mr. President. Right now, you can turn this around. Right now, you can take this virus seriously. People are hurting. They don't know where their next meal is coming from. They don't know how they're going to pay their rent. You're so freaking busy, and all you and the Republicans care about is putting someone on the fucking court. But you can't pass a stimulus bill, but you want to blame Nancy Pelosi? The Democrats passed a bill, the second coronavirus bill in May. Republicans in the Senate didn't get around till September, October. I say September. But you want to put someone on the court and you want to blame Nancy Pelosi. It's No, I blame Mitch. But I also blame Nancy Pelosi too because, Nancy, I know you want a big bill. I know you want to protect the people. But sometimes you got to give a little. Plus, pass a clean freaking bill. Is it that hard? That hard?
we're at historical numbers right now. We haven't had these numbers in a hundred and I saw 112 years. But they're here now. People are standing in line 10 hours, eight hours, five hours, three hours. They want to vote. Donald Trump said voting by mail is wrong. It is wrong to a point. The election is rigged. The election is rigged if you're losing. They told us they can't get a hold on this virus. They can't. They can't get a hold on this virus. And yet, here we stand. 222 million people dead. My buddy says, Mark, I'm so I listen to your podcast, but I'm getting to the point every time I feel like you bring it up, you know, COVID, I'm tired of hearing it. And you know what I tell him? I'm tired of talking about it. I want to talk about it in the past tense. I want to talk about, remember when we had COVID? But I can't. I can't. I enjoy this time of year. I enjoy waking up and watching the parades. But I can't. We have to do something. 222,000 fucking people are dead. 62% of eligible voters could be voting in this election. And it's not because... They're doing it because if people are voting this election because either they support the president or they're pissed. And if they're pissed, they're coming out in droves. Trump, as all my research has told me, has lost the senior vote. Seniors are mad. They can't see their grandchildren. But Trump is telling us we're about to turn a quarter. Well, well Mr. President, where is that corner at? I want to turn it. Please show me where the corner is. Maybe I missed the turn. Do I go back? Is it is it three miles back that way, Mr. President? I'm ready to turn the corner. But just tell me the truth. Did I miss it? Don't lie to me. I don't want happy talk. I want you to tell me the fucking truth. Is it that hard? Is it that hard? People, like I said, people died because of this. A point is R. Remove Ned Flanders, Mike Pence, from the Coronavirus Task Force. Get rid of that Dr. Atlas because all he is is a pawn that you put to spoil the committee. And actually do your job. When people ask about the virus, put it in the czar's hands and say, fix it. Come up with a plan. Come up with a plan, Mr. President. Regain the message. Don't let the message regain you. We are eight days away from electing the next president of the United States. Do we build back better? Or do we stay the same and make America great again? You tell me. You tell me me. My message would be, let's fix the virus. Let's turn the page to a new beginning. The American people, I know you're hurting right now. 
but we need change in leadership. We need change across the board. And my name is Mark Henderson, and I'm ready to give you that change. But I ask on November 3rd, you vote for me. Elect me as the next president of the United States. Let's get the change that we so desperately need, so desperately want, so desperately are crying out for. Right now, I know people are hurting. I know you are sitting at your dinner table, and there is a chair that's empty. And you don't know how to fill that void. Your loved ones died because they followed a message that was false. And they had to pay the cost, which was their life. I stand before you ready to take the helm and take charge of this. By the end of this election, 62, we could be at 62% of eligible voters voting. I want that 62% to be all for me. Voting by mail is not wrong. But voting in person is ideal. Tonight, we stand at a crossroads of which way we want to go in America. Do we build back better? Or do we make America great again? Or are we ready to turn the page to a new tomorrow? Come with me. Be with me. Stand with me. They told us they can't get a hold over the virus. They can't hold it down. Know why? Because they've allowed it to get too big. They've allowed it to become something it should have never been. Well, I'm ready to allow the virus to become something it never wants to be. Gone. Let's listen to the scientists. Let's put a czar in place. And let's truly change this around. That's what I would say if I was running as a third party candidate. I'd push it. We've got to tackle the virus now. we got to do it quick. Our time and window is fading. Take the pressure off and pull, stop politicizing the vaccine. I know if you ask me, Mark, are you going to take the vaccine? I'd say fuck no, because I don't know if it's safe for me to take and put that in my fucking arm. Trump's politicized that vaccine so much that not many people are going to want to take it. Come on. We've got to change the course of what we're doing. Like I told my buddy, I'm tired of talking about COVID-19, but I feel that it's the only thing to talk about. I'm passionate about politics. I love politics. But I want to talk about the good as well as the bad, and this is as bad as it gets. So, what are you passionate about? When I turn the page to a new beginning, would you be there for me? Would you elect me? Would you be one of the 85 million people by the end of this cycle to put me over the top? Like I said, we can't blame Trump for the virus, but we can blame him for the outcome. This election, 62% possible voting. People are passionate. They're fired up. They are fired up. Did you know gun sales, and I'm going to touch on this because I'm also going to touch on this in the second hour. 
gun sales are through the roof. People are signing up for uh, concealed carry classes. And it's just not Republicans, it's Democrats too. They are just as passionate, just as scared. People are predicting on election day that we might have that civil war. It's like a story I told. You know, I, I grew up a, a Falcons fan. And, you know, when the Falcons lost to the Patriots, when the Falcons lost to the Patriots, you know, I went home, I got muddled, I got sad, I got depressed. But I had to think about a long time. I said, you know what, Mark, I can sit here, I can be sad, I can be depressed. I'm going back to my house, or I'm sitting in my house, and I'm depressed, and I'm, and I'm open, and I go back to my my kind of crazy, shitty job. And, you know, Matt Ryan lost the game. I'm sure he was dead. I'm sure he was depressed. But he goes back to his mansion. He goes back to his beautiful wife. And guess what? He goes on vacation. And here I sit, pissed, because my team lost. Come on. Come on. Just because you're a Trump supporter and Trump loses? Like I said, lightning does not strike twice. And if it doesn't, respect the process. He put up a good fight. Remember what I told you last last episode? Deshaun Watson. And the championship game was down. He was going to lose. But guess what? He kept in there. He kept fighting. He was going to wheel himself to win. And guess what? That is what Trump is doing. He's going to will himself to win. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in the second half, and let's continue the conversation. He's going to will himself to win. He's going to campaign from now until Election Day. Trump wants to repeat what he did in 2016. And he feels like the only way to do it is hold rallies. If you watch the 60 Minutes interview last night, the interviewer asked one simple question. She said, are you ready for tough questions? Your rally sizes aren't that big like they were in 2016, and he got mad. It set him off. Trump is fighting the last war. The last war. Politicians who lose elections, lose elections because they cannot learn to adapt. He's still fighting 2016's battle. He needs to be fighting 2020's battle. Joe Biden is not Hillary Clinton. To all his supporters out there, I want to ask you this one question. Are you prepared? Are you ready? Are you prepared? If he loses, lightning does not strike twice. And if it does, if it does, it's some sheer miracle. The Buffalo Bills went to the Super Bowl four times four times, and they came up short. 
Trump made it to the promised land. Can he do it again? That's the question that I'm asking. That's the question that I want to know. I know his supporters are passionate. I know his supporters just feel like we've been in this place before. But are they ready? Are they prepared, mentally prepared to accept the consequences? I don't think they are. I think Trump has his base such in a frenzy that if he loses, if he loses, they will think the election was robbed, robbed from him. They will not accept the consequences. Trump is rallying his base, and it is scary. You have to ask yourself, look at it. It is scary. His supporters, as much as you want to, you know, you can't forget because they feel something. They see something in Trump that other people don't see, and we have to respect that. And the man said, the man has said that if I lose, the election was rigged. If you're a passionate Trump supporter and he loses on election night or he loses two days later, you can't tell me those people won't feel a certain kind of way. They will go to arms. They will do everything in their power to try to take. <laughs> they will do everything in their power to try to do something. The same thing goes for Biden supporters on the left. I read an article the other day where it was it was it it, it reversed the opposite of what Democrats are feeling now. Democrats are feeling now that we've been in this place before and the outcome didn't come out the way we wanted. But this article said, I'm seeing something that I did not see in 2016. I, you know, if I, I look at myself back then and I remember every morning waking up looking at the polls, looking at, you know, the Cook Report, Nate Silver, Huffington Post. And I was like, Hillary's going to win. And on election night, when I came home from work, I sat down. I said, Hillary is going to win. And I still remember there was this one guy on Twitter who said, wait, 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 Trump is going to win. And I, and I looked at it, but I didn't look at it because I didn't take him seriously. And he claimed he had some inside source. And as the returns kept coming in, this guy was, was talking about internal troubles in the Clinton campaign. You know, oh, the Florida's not looking good. North Carolina's not looking good. And I started to realize, I started to realize Hillary would lose. I accepted the fate on that night. And I, I I feel like it took my friend and many Democrats weeks, if not took them, well, I'll say weeks, if not days, to accept the fact that Trump was their president. They didn't like the outcome, but they accepted it. But 
I think a lot of people are sitting in a place right now that are saying, this could be deja vu all over again. This could be deja vu all over again. And as I talk to my friend, and we talk every single day, I ask him, what are you feeling? What are you thinking? Where do you see this race going? He tells me, he looks me in the face and he says, you know what, Mark? I want Joe Biden to win. I think he could truly reverse what has been happening the last four years. But if by some chance he loses and Trump gets another four years, I'm better prepared now than I was in 2016. And I looked at him, I said, man, you have grown. You have grown. Now you might ask me, where do I feel? You know, I don't want to tell you who I voted for in 2016. I don't want to tell you how I feel. But looking at the data, looking at the polls, I'll be honest. I'm at a 50-50. It's a it's a corn to, it's a corn coin toss toss for me. I don't know. I'm looking at the data. I'm looking at the polls, and I want to say Joe Biden's going to win. But in the back of my mind, I still have that nagging feeling that maybe Trump's going to win. Maybe America wants to keep America great and make America great again. Maybe building back better is too much. Too much. But like my friend, I will accept the consequences no matter who wins. Be it Joe Biden. Or be it <laughs> Donald Trump. We have to. This is what America's founded on. A free and fair election. Like I said in the first half, Trump has done something that nobody could ever do. He's got people to the polls. He said, don't vote by mail. Go and show up. And know what people did? They went. They have shown up at the polls. Hate them, love them. Trump has a way about him that you feel it in a way. It's like this energy. And I think that's the hard part for me to see his supporters accepting it. Because I think if Joe Biden loses on election day, I think Joe Biden would go to the, the stand and say, we, we gave it our best shot, but we lost. Donald Trump is our president. Let's accept the consequences. And as much as I feel like the left would struggle with it, would struggle with it, I like to think by Joe Biden saying we have to accept it, they'd accept it. They'd accept it. On the opposite side, I don't know if Trump would do it. I think he would rally up his supporters. He would say the election was rigged. It was robbed. They stole it from me. They stole it from me. They stole a fair election from me. And that is why gun sales are at their highest point right now. People are so scared of election day. 
They don't know what's going to happen. I'm reading stories of civil war. I'm reading Democrats, Republicans, independents are all showing up, getting their guns licensed, learning how to shoot. They want to be prepared because the way they see this election going and this country going next week, it's scary. It scares them. It scares me. It scares me. I I respect the process. I love election day. If Trump wins, he loses, guess what? The people are scared. I I I, I talked to another friend of mine and she said, you know, Mark, I've never felt this way about an election. I've never felt this way about an election. I don't know which way it's going to go. I don't know if on election day people are going to accept it. I tell you, you have to. And then I look at her, I said, what do you think would happen if, if Trump loses? She looked at me dead in my eye and she said, I see insanity. I see a call to arms. I see militia. I see almost America collapsing within itself. And then she looked me, she grabbed my arm, and she pulled me closer, and she looked me to the eye, and she said, this is what Putin wanted. I pulled away, and I said, well, what do you mean? I said, you know I don't believe in conspiracy theories. She said, Mark, this is what Putin wanted. She said, in my heart, I've told you from day one, Putin is a pawn. I mean, Trump's a pawn. I said, I said, yeah, you've, you've said some stuff. She said, think about it. He's never said anything bad about Putin. He's said many bad things about many world leaders. But when it comes to Putin, he doesn't touch the subject. He doesn't call him a name or nothing. She said, come on, Mark. You, you see both sides of the side story. You, you see it. And I said, well, you know, I, I see some stuff. But I don't see that. I told her, being who I am, I like to think on election day that <laughs> I like to think on election day people expect, ex I like to think on election day people respect the process. And whoever wins, whoever comes out on top, was supposed to be. You get the president you get for the time you're in. I heard that mentioned, so I will say I didn't cover me, but if it did, you get the president for the time you're in. The time we're in, we got Trump. Are we going to get Biden? Are we going to stay the course? It's like I've said in past episodes, there's there's that hidden support that you have to account for that people didn't account for last cycle. These are passionate people, but I also want to reiterate, these are passionate people on both sides. As much as I'm hearing there's a maybe a hidden support, I'm hearing Republicans saying I can't vote for the man again. Hillary 
was so unpopular, had been in government so long, that people just had a disdain for her. Disdain for her. And we got Trump. But I feel like people look at Biden and say, well, he's a good man. He's a good man. And I feel like people are willing to cross over the aisle and give Biden a chance. Now, how big a chance, I don't know. But I feel like people are willing to cross the line and give him a chance. What do we say every four years? What do we say every four years? We say we're going to take care of the middle class. We say we're going to be the transitional president this country needs. We say we're going to change things and shake the system to its core. That's not Biden. We're going to get a, if Biden wins, he's going to be a transitional president. Basically, he's going to transition us to the next generation of leaders. Be it Kamala Harris, Buttigieg, Booker, Cruz. What was that other guy from um, <laughs> the senator Cotton? Those are the people that will run in 2024, no matter who the election is. Maybe not Kamala Harris, but as you can tell, depending on the outcome. I think we have to be strong in this time right now. I know people are rising up and grabbing their guns and they're scared. And like I've told both my friends, I say you, you have to cloud off the noise. You have to trust in the system. I don't think there would be a coup. I think it would be strike down. I, I think people would come to accept it. I think the right would definitely give uh, President Biden a headache. I think they would investigate the hell out of him for a, a past sin they think his son did. I, I I just I look at this election and I I give it a corn toss because I don't know which way it's going to go. My conservative friends are saying landslide, landslide, landslide. It could be a landslide. Someone showed me a video the other day of California. And it was a big parade in California of Trump supporters. And they said, oh, oh, hidden support. And someone told me that he could win. I don't see Trump winning California. If Trump won California, the Democrats didn't do their job. Like, I, you know, as much as I look at the polls and they're close and they toy with them, I don't see Biden winning Texas. If Biden wins Texas, Trump didn't do his job. People were just so disdained with Trump that they were willing to jump. So if we go back to the gun issue, the one thing that comes to mind is the purge when you think about it, but it, 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 it comes to a time where we're so divided as a country, so divided as a country that we would grab arms 
before we accepted the outcome of who our fellow mans voted for. And it's like I said, you don't like to, you don't have to like the outcome, but respect it. What is it you grabbing arms and taking to the streets going to solve? What is it going to solve? Nothing. Living here in Wisconsin, Scott Walker, you know, he lost his race. Tony Evers is the governor. And the first thing I saw someone post, recall Evers. The man had not been even swore in yet. Not even swearing it, but they're already talking recall. Respect the process. If Joe Biden wins, I would look at all my conservative friends and be like, Joe Biden has won. Let's respect the process. Respect the process. And that is where I'm going to go now. The one question I hate that people ask, Donald Trump, and I feel like it's such a loaded, unfair question. Will you accept the outcome? Will you accept the outcome? And he's coy with it. He toys with it. But I hate that question to ask a president. You should never ask anybody running for president of the United States, will they accept the outcome? Because the moment you ask them that question, you're firing up their supporters and you're firing up the other side too. Joe Biden said he will accept the outcome. Why do we feel the need to ask Trump that question? I honestly believe in my heart that Trump toys with it and he's coy with it. He doesn't want to say, I think he'll accept the consequences of what happens. He has to. He has no choice if he loses. You say, what about if he doesn't? He has no choice. The January 20th at noon, power automatically shifts to the new president, no matter who it is. We've got to expect, you know, I just, it's such a loaded question. It fires up both sides. Did we ever ask Romney that? Did we ask Obama that? I don't even remember people asking Bush that. Did we ask Kerry that? Al Gore? No, because we knew they would accept the outcome, even if they didn't like it. Nobody likes to lose, especially the presidency. But to ask them, will you accept the consequences? What do you think they're going to say? Oh, no, I'm not going to accept the consequences if I lose. What are you going to do? You've lost. Move on. Go do something else. Write a book. Come on, guys. We need a peaceful transfer of power. That's how governments are run. Peacefully transfer of power. Not taking to the streets. Not all of a sudden buying a gun when you've never owned a gun in your life. We need leaders who are willing to stand up and say, you know, if I lose my supporters, I've lost. Let's move on. Let's welcome the new president. 
I didn't like the outcome, but guess what? The people have spoken. I understand. Let's move on. Joe Biden's going to go back to his nice house, his beautiful wife, and guess what? You are going to be in your apartment sulking. Sulking. Why? Trump's going to lose, and guess what? He's going back to the White House. He's going to Mar-a-Lago with his beautiful wife, and you're in your apartment soaking, grabbing your gun, taking to the streets. For what? The people have spoken. If you want to win, you got to govern for everybody. You got to pass legislation that represents America. If Trump loses, it's not because he lost because of who he is. He lost because the man has a record. People do not like what he did for the last four years. It's not our fault. He chose his platform. We respected it. He had a shot. If Biden loses, guess what? He had 47 years of public service. 47 years. He'll go to his grave as a vice president of the United States. He'll go down in history. He lived a good life. Yet you want to sit in your apartment and sulk, accept the consequences of what happened. Please. There's no need for gun sales to be up. A buddy of mine who works for UPS told me he was making a delivery and a box knocked over a box and he picked it up and there was bullets in it. Bullets. Why are we buying bullets? What are we preparing for? Are we really about to face the Civil War again? Brother against brother, arms against arms. Old people start wars and young people die in them. I don't plan to die in this war. This is not a war that I think is a good one. I will accept the consequences of the election. Will you? Will you accept the consequences of the election? Can you accept the consequences of the election? Another thing that Bannon said, I don't know if I said this in the first half, he said that if Trump loses, he'd run again. No, he would. I think if Trump loses, the party will be so moved on from Trump in 2024 that he would have a hard time trying to fit back in. There's only been one president to win twice, non-consecutively. Grover Cleveland. He is the only president. To do it. He sits on a $50,000 bill. Come on, guys. Do me a favor. Tell me right now. I will accept the consequences of the election. Grover Cleveland was the 22nd and 24th president of the United States. Donald Trump would be 45 and 47. If he did that, I don't think it could happen. I think if you look back then, it was just a special 
it was times were different. I think the way the political parties move right now, it's a shift. I mean, Bannon gives you an interesting play. I feel like Trump would want to for his legacy. When people say Trump has given up a lot, I I, I kind of agree. I think he has given a lot. Trump name was Samana was was just known as luxury, and now his name isn't that anymore. There are certain places that George Bush can't go to because of his name, because of what he, and especially what he did while he was president. I feel like Trump has to win to preserve his name. I, I, I But I also think that his name will be kind of ruined because of how he's governed the last four years. Not saying I, you know, not saying his agenda wasn't perfect for everybody. The man, everything I always tell my friends, everything that Trump said he was going to do, he's done. Promises made, promises kept. The question I would ask Biden is, what is your agenda? What are you going to do? How are you going to better my life? Or does it even matter? Let's do me a favor. Let's not grab our guns. On election night, let's sit there quietly. Let's watch the returns come in. And if the race isn't called that night, let's have patience. You have to realize we're living in a new era. Elections won't be called overnight pretty soon. It'll take days, if not weeks. We have to respect the outcome. Do you respect the outcome? Can you respect the outcome? Uh, Can you respect the outcome? (sighs) Gun sales through the roof. Bannon says Trump's going to run again if he loses. COVID flying high and and the administration saying there's nothing we can do. Amy Coney Barrett sits on the court now. You know what pisses me off before this episode ends? Republicans did nothing, nothing in the Senate. Said they had no time for a stimulus bill, yet they put her on the court. Remember that on Election Day. Priorities. There are people starving right now. There are people wondering how they're going to feed their children. But all we care about is securing our place on the court. Please. Please. Look at what the parties are doing. Both. Look at what both parties are doing. Make your decision now. If Trump loses on election night, my Trump supporters who are listening to this, please accept the consequences. Please accept the consequences. Please love the new reality. We, My Biden supporters that sit on the left, we've been here before. You lost the election in 2016. This is just might be just a repeat of 2016. This is 2020. Trump won. Respect it. He's our president. Be it we like it or we don't like it. Respect it. Don't grab your guns. Please.
Remember, look at the priorities. Vote, vote, vote. If you haven't, vote, vote, vote. Vote early or vote on Election Day. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Political Talk. I will see you again. Have a good night.